Croeso Paub, welcome to this podcast from the Wales Cooperative Centre, Social Value in Social Care. We're going to learn about social value in the world of social care and explore what can be learned from the sector. My name's Sean Lloyd and I'm joined in conversation by Donna Coyle, Care and Support at Wales Cooperative Centre. Hi Donna. Thank you, hello. And Kerry Llewellyn, Managing Director at Care Provider, All Care. Welcome Kerry. Hello. Well, in our previous podcasts, we've had an introduction to social value and dived into different sectors. We found that it can make a tangible difference to communities. So let's look now at social value in social care. Donna, how would you describe the Wales Cooperative Centre's work to promote social value in social care? Thank you. That's a good question. I'm just going to start really with some background and an overview of the work that we're doing. So Welsh Government tasked the Wales Cooperative Centre to influence and support change in commissioning and procurement practices. It's commissioning of social care and procuring of social care. Um, they wanted us to use, um, to influence and support change in order to secure more investment and increase the provision of care through social value models of delivery. Um, to do this, we returned to the Social Services and Wellbeing Act, particularly to part two, section 16, to look again at the organisations and service arrangements and approaches listed on the face of the Act. And we saw that the organisations and approaches listed are those led by people that, and that have real potential to deliver greater social value because they work with and respond to people's voices and aspirations. Our research considered the long-term aim of related legislation in Wales, including the Wellbeing of Future Generations Act. The overarching aim of the legislations for wellbeing working together is for a sustainable pattern of services and support that helps people to achieve their wellbeing. To do this in social care, we must design and deliver services that go further than delivering a care package. We must focus on outcomes for people, for communities and for service commissioners. By working together, we create greater social value. So last December, we published a report, um, that's December 2022, and it's available on the Wales Cooperative Centre's website, that provides guidance for care commissioners wanting to commission for multiple outcomes, so those outcomes for people and communities. And following its publication, we encourage commissioners and their procurement colleagues to work with us to redesign care services to grow social value in their care services. So Donna, a really good overview there that we're getting from you and the Wales Cooperative Centre. So Kerry, as a provider, how do you see social value in social care? So social value, that, that terminology is probably a barrier for independent providers like me because we, we can't picture it in our minds as to what that is. We're just doing a job and it's... Um, so we think we know what it is, but because there's nothing written down, we're not sure we can achieve it. And I think there's been an illusion for a long time that you have to have the word cooperative or, or enterprise in your title, and then that's when you offer social value, where in fact independent providers are offering it at a local level all the time. Um, the fact we bring communities together, the fact we know what's going on, we assist people to be in employment but also to support their loved ones, um, supporting social local services by knowing that they're there and they're available. So so many ways I think we do do it at quite a low level and needs to be encouraged but we also need to be recognised for doing it. I think we keep getting told that we probably don't and then we believe we don't. 
Interesting. You're talking about things that in some of the earlier podcasts, yes, these are things that have been spoken about as being of social value. Um, is it something that you now think of, now I'm beginning to understand a little bit more about social value, or is it something that is a learning journey for you? It's a learning journey. Even being here today and speaking to Donna probably will uncover things that we do, and I think, oh yes, we do do that. And how do you feel about that? I'm excited. I, I'm really passionate about getting the, the message out there that Dom and Care can be different because I think there are better ways of doing it than we're doing currently. Um, so otherwise, I, you know, I wouldn't be here, but I really want to spread the message. We, we think about things a bit too much. I'm an advocate for getting on and giving something a go and seeing the results, really. Don, I'm sure that that's what many people in this sector will say. They do get on with the job how important is it that they do understand social value within their sector as, as Kerry explained it's it's fairly new to us all and there's lots of head scratching going on and trying to understand it and and figure it all out and I really like Kerry's point there that um, you talked Kerry about if it had corporate corporate cooperation or cooperative or enterprise social enterprise in the title that's social value but you're absolutely right you know it, it's broader than that and that's why our uh, investigation back to the Social Services and Wellbeing Act and Part 2, Section 16, proved fruitful because there's also, it talks about arrangements and approaches. And it really is that people-led. So what we've done um, in our research and, and underpinning this project to, to help people understand what social value means in social care, we, we've, we've stayed with the Act and we've looked at the principles. And we really believe that to build social value in social care, you build on the principles of the Act. And if I just quickly read those out and our understanding interpretation of them, maybe Kerry then could come back and sort of reflect on, on what all the fabulous mm. things that All Care do and how they might well be delivering on the principles of the Act. And then we're heading towards a sort of an understanding of social value. So um, a care service delivers social value if it does a number of these things. So it delivers well-being outcomes. So a social value service does what matters with people as they have defined it. It embeds co-production people's voices and control. So people accessing services have a strong voice and control over their services. It embraces collaboration and cooperation. So organisations working together for a better shared benefit for people and our communities. It is preventative. It thinks long term and acts to reduce or avoid dependency on services. And finally, it can add additional value. So striving to go beyond just delivering a contract. And the added value that can be delivered could be more social value, environmental value and or economic value. So what did you make of that, Kerry? Because I feel we're going on a bit of a journey here and obviously it's really important to get your reaction to that. We can tick every box. That's my reaction. We tick every box and more. So, yeah, we haven't, we haven't sort of attached what we do to those. Maybe I should do in a report. Maybe that might be a useful thing to do after today. So we listen to people. So the very first thing is our domiciliary care starts off with a, what we call a tripartite meeting. So we have to have all of the people in the room. So that means historically a social worker would meet the person who needs our service then they would come to us and have a conversation and, and we get sort of criteria. That doesn't happen now. We all meet together and we talk to the person together so we all hear what that person wants and what that person needs to achieve. But the beauty of the relationships that we have with our commissioners means that that can change and be fluid. 
Um, how many of us always go to Tesco for an hour every Thursday at two o'clock? Not really, not in an everyday life. So if you wanted to be treated as an individual, your package and support needs to flex. It needs to take into account um, your other support mechanisms. So it's not designed to be the only thing where you have things available for you. But um, on an everyday basis, families change and you need to work with the family to see what fits and offer them support when needed, not just provide everything per se. I'm trying to think of other things we do. I mean, we can support carers, carers as opposed to care workers. Um, they do an awful lot of care and have an awful lot of expertise. Um, and if you, you can try and involve them in some processes, but I'd like to see that go a lot further. So maybe at the end of caring for a loved one, they could have a job. We do actually um, support someone who we support their child and employ them because of their contribution, knowledge and understanding can then benefit other people and give them a bit of support and perspective. Well, that's a pretty impressive yeah. list, I would yeah. say, Donna, isn't it? It's, it's certainly in the right direction. It's, it's there in that ballpark. It's really impressive. And that's how um, we've met, really, through this project. You know, um, And uh, we, we were contacted by... Uh, um, one of the commissioners or somebody within a within a broader commissioning team of the Vale of Glamorgan, um, you, you know, absolutely celebrating um, the approach that all care take to delivering uh, services and really being focused around the outcomes that they produce for those people and actually working in quite a preventative way as well, you know, in terms of reducing maybe any further escalation in, in care and support and possibly even working to maybe turn down, turn, turn off, turn down, reduce some of the hours because you're creating somebody's independence and giving that flexibility and fluidity and uh, building in you know other support mechanisms such as friends and families and community networks and it's fabulous and my understanding is the Vale of Glamorgan would like to take what All Care does and do more of it but they they found that a little bit of a challenge to further roll out that service and Kerry's very much part of the conversation we're having with the Vale of Glamorgan to try and see how we can help that along under our project you know maybe it's a mixing the, the terminology, outcomes and social value together to help people try and understand that it is more than just a contract. Um, I mean, the one thing I would like to highlight, even though it's probably not so appropriate, is that it was never designed, the journey that we went on with Vega Morgan, it was never ever made a criteria to um, cut costs or reduce care, but indeed that has happened. And it... Um, it, there's no pressure on to do that. In fact, there's an offer for us to be able to provide more if needed. But the very fact is that when you allow people to make the decisions about what they need, they don't take everything offered and they use what they need and, and not normally anymore. And when they're less frightened that they could have something when they needed it, you know, not they hold on to it and don't want to give it back on a weekly basis because then they can't get it back when they need it. And that's, that, to me, is the, the value so that we can ultimately provide services for more people with the same pot, which is our big, one of our biggest challenges. So. so obviously that's a particular journey and project that you're working with with the Vale of Glamorgan mm -hmm. on. It'll be interesting to see how that progresses and I'm sure what lessons will come out of that and, and what key learnings. Donna, in terms of the measurement of social value in this sector, perhaps more widely, what is the work that you're doing around that? Because one of the topics that have come out of the previous two podcasts are that it, it can be difficult to measure social value, can't it? Absolutely, and I, and I think this is uh, 
causing additional head scratching um, through this project and with all the different um, local authorities and commissioning groups and procurement leads that we're working with. So we're looking at this, it, it's very topical, we are looking at measuring at this moment, um, and we're working with our research partner, who's Adrian Roper, um, and his day job is to be the chief executive of Cartrevy Cymru Cooperative. He's really experienced in this, in this area, uh, you know, well, well established, really, um, you, you know, quite radical in his sort of thinking about how we can maybe transform social care. Um, and, and we're looking at measurements with him and also uh, with members of an emerging subgroup of the National Commissioning Board. Um, and, and we like very much like our emerging subgroup because actually it's bringing commissioners and procurement leads together for the first time to be able to have a conversation. Often you find that uh, people are included in sort of networks where they're included by their role, so the commissioners will go off and be in a commissioning group and procurers in a procurement group, but we're actually bringing them together and I think that speaks sort of volumes for the way that we want to work in terms of achieving that greater social value. In terms of measuring, I think the mantra is keep it simple and let's measure what we're achieving against the principles of the Act. And so we're going to need to measure well-being, co-production, people's voice and control in that, collaboration, and importantly, we need to find a way of measuring prevention. I think how we're stabilising care and support, averting ex uh, escalation and crisis, and reducing dependency. Um, and so I guess we're needing to ask questions such as, are we doing things that don't add value to people? And to what extent are we helping people have the best possible quality of life according to their own definition? And are we working in a cooperative way with others? And I think the measurements that um, we, should we should be able to um, agree to capture those um, outcomes will show the multiple outcomes are being delivered. And I think that's something that Kerry can talk about really for all care, you know, the multiple outcomes that you're delivering for people and how we're achieving those against the principles of the Act. I keep returning to the Act. I think it's a really important piece of legislation. It's very powerful. It's, it's quite visionary, and we should really use it. I think the added value stuff that can be measured, for example, would be, do we value our staff? Do we pay well? Do we offer training? And are we purchasing from local businesses as part of a, a, a more local supply chain? Yes, and that's something that we've been discussing already to a degree. And thinking about it, care providers like yours, Carrie, they are, by their nature, working in the community. And we've heard about you know, social value being something that does happen very much at community level. Um, you've talked about going on a journey, and it's something that you're still digesting, really. You know, it's obviously going to be vitally important that companies like yours, right, right across the, the country, do, do jump on board, I suppose, isn't it? I mean, do you, how do you see that happening? Do you think it will be difficult? Um, I've seen that it's difficult because the will, I mean, our pilot came to an end probably, well, pre-COVID um, era, and it, it hasn't been rolled out, and it's not just because of that. So I can see the difficulties in rolling that out and getting everyone to embrace it. Part of the difficulties I see are all around relationships. This is relationship. This isn't about just a measure. You can measure the relationship. Maybe that's a measure we should have in there, I think. Um, it's about people's buy-in because you can't flat pieces of paper don't really work when you're talking about people and you're having to change your, your practice uh, in the Vega Morgan it, the, the act for us we waited for that act because we've wanted to do this it opened up a world that wasn't accessible to us in our whole task and time model and the way that that was monitored so that gave us the freedom and is still giving us the freedom I might add for me to say, oh, we can do that, and everyone go, 
oh, I'm not sure, is that is that within our budget? Are we allowed to do that? And then I'll go, well, under the Act, it says, and then it all goes away. And you can do virtually, if it's for the person and it's what the person wants, you can justify most of what you're doing. In a co-production way, one of the barriers we have is that um, health and social care are working much better together than they ever did, but there are still, there's a division. There's not a division in our company. It's the same person. We, not the same needs, obviously, but we take the same approach to a need and we treat them all. It's what matters to them and what their outcome is. So that's no different for how they're funded. Um, some of the small wins we've been able to achieve is that we wouldn't have been able to take someone to a doctor's, for instance, before, because that was a health type of a task. It doesn't come into social care, but I can give you any reason why it can come into social care and how beneficial it is for that person. At the same time, the health service is saving a bit of money from a GP's visit. So there are ways and means if we embrace it, I think. And you're here today, part of this podcast, so you obviously think it's important i'm passionate about it it's like a snowball for me from the minute it started it amazes me on a a weekly basis if you take this approach how much you can achieve with it and in answer to donna's question we have actually had someone come back out of a service someone that would have seen um, a lady with ms that would have most definitely been in the service for a very long time and was not expected to reduce care and a combination of more preventative support which was difficult to justify in the beginning has led um, and a different engagement level with her family has meant that she's gone down to having a PA once a week now. So that is life-changing? Absolutely. Yeah. And Donna if we talk about the commissioners a little bit and, and your work responding to commissioners and service providers um, you know, how are you doing that to try to achieve more social value? Because it's great hearing about these individual examples. It makes it so real to people. But I suppose on the wider platform as well, it's important to understand how that works. It's really important to capture those sort of case studies, those real-life examples, and share them. I think um, we've not been very good in the past at sort of sharing, and there is lots of great work going on out there. And, you know, All Care is a great example and we need to share more about the, the way that you work and the outcomes focus that you take and what has been achieved. You know, there's great work happening in Gwyneth, there's work underway in Powys, it's really exciting work, um, sort of brand service redesign underway in Carmarthenshire. And, and that's just the few I can name here and now. There's much more going on, but it's a, it's a matter of trying to pull all of those in and create, I think, a sort of a, a framework or a template to actually describe all of the different creative transformation ways of working through a social value a- approach and why it looks like social value and is social value and how it, re- it reflects the principles of the Act. So it's part of our project. We're actually in phase three of it now. Um, we continue to offer our support to commissioners and procurers. We are pulling in sort of case study material where we know stuff is already happening on the ground in terms of changing, to use that as a way to help people understand what, what's, what's possible, what they could do. We've created a step-by-step guide for people to reflect on current services and then think about redesigning them for greater social value. We are working with the new subgroup, as I said, of the National Commissioning Board, really looking at trying to define social value, measure social value, take forward what that would look like in a procurement and tender process 
Um, I'm currently speaking to the managers and they're known as the leads of the regional partnership boards and that's um, they, they've taken a, a strategic approach to commissioning and it's a really important year for the regional partnership boards this year because they need to write their population needs assessments and that captures the population now, it captures the services now but it also thinks about the future five years time and that's how long their sort of plans last for and then inform more local and regional other regional plans. And social value needs to feature in those population needs assessments. And um, I think it's a really good time because we can set the direction of travel for the service changes and service redesign and sort of service transformation that this is what we hope to achieve across the next five years. And of course, well, social care is a sector that we do hear about. It does face a lot of challenges just day in, day out, doesn't it? How does this fit within that, against that background, that, just put it in context, I suppose, Donna? Oh, social care is a challenge at the moment, isn't it? There's challenges around recruitment. Um, there's, there's challenges um, around, you know, sort of front, you know, delivery of the services. Um, I, I think the social value delivery model gives us an opportunity to rethink how we deliver services and to maybe not see people as being a deficit of the receipt of that service, but to see them as absolutely a wonderful asset for their own selves and with their own communities and their own networks, and to help them be the person they want to be and achieve what matters to them. Because I do think that has a knock-on effect in terms of actual the future of services that are required, and it might be more light touch. As Kerry was explaining, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be a trip to Tesco's on a Tuesday for an hour at the same time. It can be more fluid, it can be changed, it can be flexible. But you need to work, you know, allow the person to have that sort of view. And I think it would make a lot of differences for how services are delivered currently. Kerry, what do you think needs to change to have more social value delivery models? Um, I think the journey we're on as our own organisation is is still steering a strong path. So I think uh, and nobody's stopping us from doing it, should I say that, which is quite a relief, really. Um, I think for me, recruitment challenges, they are the, the hugest challenge right now. The sector has an awful lot of work to do, I feel. Um, Pre-pandemic, the approach that we were using was definitely beneficial from a staff and job satisfaction way. So... Um, people got a lot more out of of the engagement levels that you know that put the person at the centre, and it was all about strengths based and seeing things in a different way. Um, and exactly what that Donna just said, people themselves can add value. They can add value to our staff, and it, it, we te- we tend to get a little bit too hung up on what might be right or wrong without asking the person if it's right or wrong. So we need to understand the person more. Um, and I'll also say that for any commissioner that's considering going down this journey, it's been an awful lot easier to manage all of the pressures working in this way than it is. And uh, I, I can tell you I've spoken to all the contract monitoring, to the people in finance, because of the way we organise ourselves and they've got trust in us to flexibly understand what people need and want. Those conversations have been a whole heap easier than the other sectors where they're justifying turning up at that time on that day. And, you know, you've made it really clear that it's something you're still getting your head around a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but for people who are listening to this podcast, who we're thinking, yeah, social values, I'm really interested in this. I want to try to make a change. Is, is there any sort of 
simple advice that you could to give to people? Yeah, have a good relationship with your commissioner and talk and listen. As well as talking and listening to the person, you have to talk and listen to the providers. I mean, even though I'm in one area, what, what worked per se here isn't going to work in a different area with a different dynamic. So as much as you can take some principles, the principle is listening to what works and doing what works, not putting barriers in place so that people things don't work. That's what tends to happen. Trust. My biggest method is trust. You can achieve anything. If you've got trust in relationships, then, um, yeah, anything's achievable, really. Donna, any advice from you? Sounds great. <laughs> you can wrap it all up under cooperation, I guess, yeah. and being the Wales Cooperative Centre. That's a, it's a good place to be, yeah. Kerry's just described, you know, relationships and trust and listening and building. You know, but it is cooperation, isn't it? It's cooperation and willingness to mutually benefit one another and support one another between the person who might be accessing as care and support service, the person providing it, from the frontline staff to the, the managing directors, to the commissioners that are looking to commission a service and the procurers who are looking to support the commissioners to do that. But cooperation I think extends to well the way that we deliver services in our communities, that we try and maybe step back from the competition that's forced into the care market and make it far more cooperative. Look at a place, look at a community, look at what the services are there and look at how they could work together to provide even more for the person and for each other. And, and I think, again, that's another way to drive greater social value through um, our social care services is through that collaboration and cooperation and thinking about it at quite a, a local, geographical, community-based level. Well, thank you to both of you, Donna Coyle and Kerry Llewellyn. Um, I think really some great and frank advice there, um, looking at social value in social care. And that is the last podcast in this series for now. If you want any further information, the Wales Cooperative Centre will be happy to hear from you. Thanks so much for your company. Diolch yn fawr iawn am eich cwmni a hwyl fawr.